Today's video is brought to you by Vincero. Hey brother! Guys, I cannot even freaking remember the last time I was so invested in a show from week to week the way I am with WandaVision. Well, that's not true. It was The Mandalorian like two months ago. But either way, this show has my attention and it just seems like it gets better and better each week and I cannot stop thinking about it. Oh, and they're doing that thing where every time they answer one question, they just introduce like six more. Uh, oh, okay. So everyone's like hearing Wanda's voice inside their head and sort of being like forced to do whatever it suggests. I get, oh, wait, no, now wait a minute. Why is Monica's head scan all white? And why isn't she letting them take more blood? She does that. It's because she has power similar to that of Captain Marvel. Marvel, but that's probably a whole different video. Either way, if you think it's a coincidence, her rank is captain, you're kidding yourself. But obviously the huge thing that seems to have insane ramifications, not just for Wanda and the people of Westview, but also for the entire MCU at large is the sudden reappearance of her twin brother, Pietro Maximoff, but not quite as we remember him. You didn't see that coming. Today, we get to the bottom of it. Before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Vincero. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and Vincero has a great selection of watches for both men and women, all of which make a great Valentine's Day gift. Here at SCB, we've been working with Vincero for years at this point and both of us literally wear their watches like every single day. Ben even gave them to all of his groomsmen at his wedding as gifts. What's great about these watches is how they have a really great, high-end, sophisticated feel without breaking the bank. Like, I can't tell you how often I get compliments on this. They come in a huge variety of styles. They can actually be custom engraved, and they even come in a truly gorgeous box that looks amazing when wrapped, or even better yet, unwrapped. And with the new year, they're now offering a five-year warranty and a 365-day return policy. Their site-wide Valentine's Day sale is going on right now. You can get 15% off literally anything on the site. No exclusions with free shipping worldwide. You don't need a coupon code or anything. Just head to the URL in the description. So again, that is 15% off site-wide, no exclusions. Just head over to vincerawatches.com slash scbfeb for 15% off everything plus free shipping worldwide. Again, that is vincerawatches.com slash scbfeb. Link is in the description down below. By the way, the feb in there, that's not for February. That's for freaking exclusive, booyah! Okay, so episode five of WandaVision titled, on a very special episode, is crammed with explanations and revelations and little hints about what's been happening and where the show is going, and it's a lot to unpack. But let's start with the title. On a very special episode is actually an advertising term that used to be really popular for promoing certain kinds of TV sitcoms, specifically episodes that were going to deal with a more controversial topic or social issue. That is why, despite most of Wanda's episodes being very upbeat and chipper, this one was a little more subdued as Wanda taught her rapidly aging children about the permanence of death. A minorly ironic lesson, as it is totally confirmed in this episode that Wanda broke into S.W.O.R.D. and stole Vision's corpse and has been reanimating it in just the most creepy way possible. What is it? What's wrong? What is less clear, as Jimmy Woo points out, is how Wanda is able to do this without the use of another Mind Stone. But don't worry, 
We'll get to that. For now though, let's focus on Wanda breaking into S.W.O.R.D., which Tyler Hayward seems to be using as his key piece of evidence that Wanda is up to no good. Well, you know, besides like you know, mind controlling the entire town and forcing his own men to point their guns at him. That's not good either. But that hadn't even happened yet, so. <laughs> and while her breaking into S.W.O.R.D. certainly is hard to ignore, to me it reads much more like a misdirect and points much more to someone else is controlling Wanda or manipulating her, whispering in her ear that this is what you need to do. Now who that is remains pretty unclear, although I have to say Agnes is looking more and more sus each episode and she certainly had her eye on the kids in this episode. You want me to hold the babies. Now we've talked before about how it seems like the entire situation happening inside the hex, as it were. Ah, you called it the hex. Is for the children. For the children. But before I thought it was because Wanda wanted the children and now I'm starting to lean more towards someone else wants the children. They just needed Wanda to create them. I mean, they obviously have their own set of powers as they age themselves up twice in this episode episode and they are immune to Wanda's powers. Kids. <laughs> you can't control them. No matter how hard you try. Mm, and that line is interesting because it really makes it sound like Agnes has tried unsuccessfully to control a child of her own. I mean, not for nothing, but Agnes is almost definitely going to end up being a character called Agatha Harkness, a really powerful witch from the comics who has a child named Nicholas Scratch. And oh, wouldn't you know it, Agnes has a rabbit named Senior Scratchy who she's keeping in a cage. But getting back on track, Billy and Tommy being immune to Wanda's powers means that she would be somewhat helpless to stop them if they were put to use by the wrong hands, which is what I think Agnes is up to. And make no mistake, these kids are gonna be powerful. I mean, they say in this episode that Wanda is the only one who could have beat Thanos on her own, although Jimmy Woo disagrees. Well, I'd argue that Captain Marvel came close. We are not talking about her, we are talking about Wanda. And what was that? What was that look, Monica? Is that because you and Captain Marvel had a falling out? Is it because you didn't show up while your mom had cancer? Is it because you are Captain Marvel? You wanted to change the subject. I'm on to you. That said, I think it is also worth noting that while the kids definitely have powers, it's possible they weren't the ones aging themselves up as Agnes is present both times it happens. In fact, she's also present when it looks like the boys may age up a third time and even presents a catalyst for it to happen in the form of their dog dying, but Wanda intervenes. Don't. Don't. Don't what? Don't age yourselves up. Billy and Tommy are not the only mysterious twins in this episode though, as much to the surprise of even Wanda, it seems, her twin brother, Pietro, shows up at the end of the episode. And you may recall, uh, he died in Age of Ultron. He didn't see that coming. <laughs> Not only did he die, but you, much like Darcy, probably noticed that, hey, that's not what Pietro looks like. She recast Pietro? But you know what? It is what Pietro looks like. You're just thinking of the wrong movie. Because this isn't the same Pietro who died in Age of Ultron. It's this one from the X-Men movie. 
please. And if our audience is anything like the real life conversations I've had with people, half of you were like, yeah, we know. But the other half of you were like, what? But to answer your immediate question and or concern, this is a big deal because no, the X-Men movies are not a part of the MCU. And yet here Pietro is crossing universes. So like, what the heck is going on? Well, let's back up a tick. When Pietro first rings the doorbell, Wanda says, I didn't do that, to which Vision is pretty skeptical. You don't believe me. Wanda, I want to, but at this point, I'm ignoring statistics entirely. Now, what they want you to think is that Wanda actually is genuinely surprised and that Vision is fairly misguided in his skepticism. But what I think is happening is that they're both correct. Vision is accurate that Wanda did make this happen, but Wanda is still genuinely surprised because she doesn't realize she made it happen. But I think she did because Wanda makes the rules and earlier in the episode when her sons ask if she had a brother, she responds. I do. Huh. He's far away from here and that makes me sad sometimes. I do. Not I did, but I do present tense have a brother. Now, to be fair, it is not uncommon to refer to a deceased loved one or friend or significant other in the present tense. And that might be what Wanda thinks she's doing here. But within the context of the show, I think she might have inadvertently brought something or someone into existence or else into this existence from a different existence. But see, saying she has a brother in the present tense creates a bit of a conundrum for this reality because her brother is dead and they actually discuss the rules of death in this episode. We can't reverse death no matter how sad. So reversing death is not a power Wanda has. So the reality's solution to providing her a brother in the present tense is to grab the same person from another reality. Okay, time for real world talk. The reason the X-Men thus far have not been a part of the MCU, despite also being Marvel characters, is because Disney did not own the movie rights to the X-Men. That was owned by Fox. Disney, on the other hand, owned the rights to the Avengers, which put Wanda and Pietro Maximoff in a very interesting position because they have historically been notable members of both franchises. Which is why both sides actually somehow got to use Pietro Maximoff, AKA Quicksilver. Although I think this is also worth noting, Disney actually couldn't use their like superhero name. So even though we all know Wanda is actually the Scarlet Witch, they haven't actually said that name on screen, which is what this whole joke was about, by the way. Does Maximoff have an alias? No, sir. No funny nickname? Not a one. But anyway, Disney recently purchased Fox, finally giving them full access to other Marvel characters like the X-Men and Fantastic Four, which by the way, the aerospace engineer Monica text right here is almost definitely Reed Richards, AKA Mr. Fantastic, but we'll see. Either way, with the purchase of Fox, it looks like the idea of a Marvel multiverse is actually finally fully coming into fruition. I mean, the next Doctor Strange movie is already called Multiverse 
Multiverse of Madness, and it looks pretty confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are gonna be appearing in Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man's actually Sony, not Fox, but that's not the point. The point is that Marvel is clearly moving ahead with the notion of heroes from other non-MCU storylines finding their way into the MCU, and Pietro Maximoff is the first one. That said, you might be wondering, now wait a minute, if Wanda can't bring people back from the dead, what about Vision? To which I would say, while he was very much certainly really alive, he was also very much certainly not a real human, so I'm thinking some different rules apply here. But there is still Jimmy Woo's question of needing another Mind Stone to consider. But how did she even do it? Bring him back without the Mind Stone. But similar to how Pietro arrived, I think it's pretty possible another Mind Stone just arrived from another reality. I mean, the whole middle section of Endgame is literally the Avengers traveling to other realities to retrieve such stones. And like, not for nothing, but the Ancient One actually explains to Bruce the dangers of taking a single Infinity Stone out of one reality, but then we never get to see anything dangerous actually happen because of that, but maybe, uh, maybe that is what we're gonna see, and there's a reality out there that's now missing its Mind Stone. Alternatively, it is also possible that since Wanda's powers are from the Mind Stone and she was the only one who could destroy it, maybe she's also the only one who could make another one? But who says you even need a Mind Stone at all? I mean, Shuri was doing something in Wakanda with the Mind Stone. Maybe she just like uploaded his consciousness and they won't even need one. I mean, all that said, we already know it's not actually Vision there and that Wanda's just reanimating his corpse and that it's really just him with a hole in his head. So maybe there is no Mind Stone at all and it's just an illusion. Anyway, the point is, this Pietro looks different from Wanda's brother because this is a whole second Pietro. This is not just another townsperson that Wanda is dressing up or shape-shifting to fit into her narrative. Because if it was, he'd just look exactly like her actual brother. And it is also not just some crazy Easter egg like, oh, hey, look, they got the guy who played Pietro in the X-Men movies to play the recast version of him in WandaVision. That's hilarious. No. That is the Pietro from the X-Men movies. And whatever happened to him in those movies happened to this guy. So he is gonna be like super mega confused if and when he ever like gets out from under Wanda's spell. Which brings up some really interesting possibilities because there have been a lot of rumors floating around about a Luke Skywalker level cameo happening this season on WandaVision. Which in case you don't know is a reference to Luke appearing in the final episode of The Mandalorian this past season. Now it's possible that Evan Peters showing up as Pietro in this last episode was that cameo, but I don't know. I mean, Luke Skywalker is the main character of the, the original Star Wars trilogy. Like he's showing up in a TV show 30 years later is crazy. Pietro feels more like the uh, Ahsoka episode, if you ask me, like big, yes, but Luke Skywalker big? Maybe not. Not that the implications of a Marvel multiverse incorporating the Fox franchises isn't huge, but I'm just not sure if like, Quicksilver is the cameo they were building up. But so who then could it be? Hmm. Well, you know, we have guesses. So let's start with our first one. We know that at least in the Fox X-Men universe that one Magneto is Quicksilver's father. And as this is a family sitcom, I am gonna put at least one bet on either Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender showing up because that would indeed be like, whoa. Like if you accidentally create Pietro, great. But then if you accidentally recreate your 
dad, then you're gonna have a real problem. Now going in a different direction, a lot of people have also guessed either Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel just because of the multiverse of madness or because Monica's on the show and they keep talking about Captain Marvel. And while again, that would be awesome, I'm just not sure it's like Luke Skywalker level because in the MCU, it's just not that uncommon for characters to cross over anyway. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if I saw other Marvel characters. No, I think for it to be that big, you gotta go other universe. And we've mentioned the Fantastic Four a couple of times, so here's our wild card guess. Wanda sees a man and it can't be, but it is. And the camera turns around to reveal a not super old Steve Rogers. And you're like, oh my gosh, is Cat back? But no, instead, blame on. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't get much bigger than Chris Evans, who you think to be Captain America, secretly being Johnny Storm, introducing the Fantastic Four into the MCU. That would be like... Pfft. Luke Skywalker, who? But hey, speaking of hot new things, we have an announcement here at SCB that we are very excited for, and that is that this Friday, we are launching the video version of our podcast, popcorn culture right here on the main channel of Super Carlin Brothers. Now, don't worry if you're a longtime listener of the pop, it will still be available everywhere you listen to podcasts. But also if you've never listened to the show, don't worry, you don't need that much background. Ben and I mostly just discuss sort of behind the scenes here at Super Carlin Brothers and tell stories of the different adventures we had growing up and get a little bit more into our personal lives. In fact, here's a quick preview. Thank you so much for liking this video video and subscribing to the channel if you haven't already. Ben, I will see you in another life, brother. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's right, I will be in every episode as the esteemed co-host of this show, Popcorn Culture. If anything, I feel like this is the least hostiest Maybe maybe you've ever been. You think it's the least hostiest I've ever been? Well, it's it's simultaneously the most hostiest, the most host, mm. and host of the most, and the lost host, the lost host, the lost host, the lost, yeah, maybe mm. the host that desires toast, because coming up soon is your birthday. It is actually as people listen to this, it will have already been my birthday. It will have already been. So as people listen, I am. 33 years old but as we record i am not so this is sort of like a weird way to experience the future from the past in the present Ex precisely exactly is, we really like to explore that idea here here on the pop what is time so the, the, what is time it's a good question we'll start there eventually <laughs>